Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. The plan hey, what's up, everybody? This is El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So, as always, I always start my shows out with gratitude, man. Thank you for everybody who's been showing love, who's been sharing, who's been subscribing. You know what I'm saying? Definitely appreciate you guys. You know, everybody that's been tapping in. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, September 20th, 12-11 Trumbull from 9 to 3. We've got the expungement fair going on at the DHDC. Come on through. Come shoot your shot. Uh, get you a second chance. A, opportunity for some housing opportunity for a, a better job so uh definitely all take counties? advantages anybody in michigan as long as you're a michigan resident when is this yeah it's uh wednesday this wednesday oh. and uh we partnered with chase bank so shout out to them for coming through they're gonna flip the tab because once they uh once they process your paperwork you got to pay a $50 fee to submit your paperwork to the courts but chase bank partner with the dhdc and they're gonna pay for that fee Oh, you know, man. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. So it's oh, it's man. great. Uh, you know, we got a lot of volunteer attorneys that are coming through to help our community, man. So good, good. Uh, let's take advantage good. of that opportunity. Absolutely. I um, wish I could be here to partake. <laughs> <laughs> At my man Diesel. What's up What's with up, you, brother, man? man? Welcome to the El Nino podcast, man. Appreciate me, you coming through, bro. I mean, to interrupt the intro. Oh, right? good, I man. Hey. To my sponge. And I'm like, yeah. I, mean, I need to get around to that. <laughs> I know. I already know you got some cousins, some homies. You know man, what I'm saying? Everybody sure, that need sure. a break. Just you know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. yeah, we make it easy, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful, man. Yeah, I started doing them since last year. and So uh, I could come in at any time, man? Well, um, just the days of oh, okay. when we have the actual expungement okay. fairs. Okay. But it really helped out a lot of people, man, because, it's, you know, having these felonies on your on your record mm -hmm. really it creates barriers for people mm -hmm. when they're trying to get housing, apartments, purchase a house yeah, or jobs or get raises. Or, yeah, especially uh, when a lot of those felonies are uh, intentionally put on people. You know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. people are kind of like caught in a trap and end up, you know catching the felony and not not being knowledgeable of the law and and plead guilty yeah. today for you know what i'm saying yeah. just like that and, and like they change say, your life forever ignorance huh? of the law is huh? no excuse huh? you know you're you gonna learn today in other words you know what i'm saying they'll fry you in a minute mm -hmm. you know pay for it. <laughs> so my man diesel man definitely uh grateful to have you here man Thank i appreciate you, you you know making some time to come on here and and share your story with the people man i know you got a great story and uh you got you got a lot to talk about man you always you stay busy <laughs> you always got shit in motion you moving mountains one stone at a time man i love it bro i'm God applauding awesome. you every day man it's been a you know pleasure meeting you um, you know, shout out to my man, Dominic Ovando, you know what I'm saying? Plug me in with you. Mm -hmm. uh, end up doing a premiere for Undying Love. Check it out over on, uh, uh, go to Tubi and check out Undying Love. Um, sure. You know, I, I, I it was a pleasure, uh, you know, being a part of that. Uh, I met Dewan Ford, Bill <laughs> Swift, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Sunnyville, what's up, Sonny? What's going on, man? Met a lot of good people, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, good brothers. Yeah, yeah, yes, and uh, everybody in motion, man. That's what I love, bro. Yes, everybody sir, bro. staying busy, being creative. You know what I'm saying? Representing for the city, representing for the culture, and putting us, in, you know, on the map, bro. Creating your own lane, bro, and and, and going full throttle. You know what I'm saying? Pretty How does much. that feel, bro? Um, I don't think too much about it, man. I just, 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 I fell in love with the work, and that's just what I do, man. I, I'm really. Loving it's, it's it's taxing being so busy physically, but and uh, you know it's taking a toll on you know other things. But you know that's what I ask for. It's just just a matter of learning how to create a new new balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like they you know. say, when you pick something up, you got to put something down, bro. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you know, and and, and, and you don't want to put down the wrong thing. So you yeah, know, you got you yeah. have you have to create a new balance and. Make sure it's work. That balance is working for you. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's just productive people, man. Mm. Get overwhelmed, man. You mm. know what I'm saying? Because you know, in today's society, everything and everybody is in need of something of some sort. You mm. know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, so uh, when you out there, you know what I'm saying, trying to save the world and, and fulfill everybody's needs in one way or the other, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's a task, bro. Yeah, it is. It it is. Come with a, you know, leadership come with a lot of responsibility, man. It and is. I've seen you in a few different settings, bro, and everywhere you at, bro, you the leader, you know what I mean? I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Yeah, yep. but it come with a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and it come with, you know, with the natural spirit. Yeah, it it does, and you know you have to earn it. You know what I'm saying? You you can think you leading all you want, you know, but where are you leading to? You know, so as you know, a lot of us are born leaders, and sometimes we don't really reach our potential as leaders because we can't get out of our own way. So you know, for me, That's I'm cold. just grateful. God just kind of you know, you know, just kind of put me in a place where I, I had to be humbled. I had to see everything around me and and who was really with me and who was really down and who was pretending and who was, you know, all of those things. So, you know, uh, that discernment is something you need when you, when you lead. And I I just, uh, I'm honored by the responsibility. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I just want to be productive, man, and positive. That's it. Ain't no doubt about it, bro. And and uh, it's contagious, you know. Just like negative negativity Absolutely. is powerful, and it's contagious. Absolutely. So is positivity, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? and, and it's a it's a uh, uh, a culture that I, I I I enforce and I demand it in my productions. You know, it's not it's not uh, a part of everybody's system, but I make sure my my cast and my crew understand. Like, yo, we. We 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 we're in a privileged position. Like so, leave your attitude at home because we you know we love what we do here, and, no and we we want the work to show, and we want the diligence in our work to show in the outcome of our work. So you know we want to want the people to see that we love what we do, and we not just hustling movies. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. So let's 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 hear something about about you that everybody don't know mm. you know everybody sees who you are you diesel uh you know you you the man in art shit every movie on tubi you know what i'm saying you making it happen but what is some of the stuff you know what i'm saying about you you know that brought you to where you're at that people don't know about you i didn't wake just wake up and start doing this shit you know <laughs> <laughs> I that's right. I didn't just that's wake right, up my and, dog. Yeah, it it was not uh, ooh, I want to be in the movie type thing. It was because people see where you at yeah, right now. They yeah, think shit it's, sweet. It's been, it's been <laughs> this, this November will be ten years. Wow. So and and of actually following it and pursuing it mm-hmm. uh, seriously as a as a career as a life as as whatever. Whatever it is you call that I'm doing. I know it's a lot I, of time, I, money, and energy. Yeah, a, a lot of time and a, a lack of money, mm-hmm. it's especially in the beginning. So, uh, yeah, I, I I had a friend challenge me because, you know, acting has always been a part of my family. You know, we all silly we're entertainers. My brother's an entertainer. My mother was a singer. Uh, actress. My father was a DJ uh, and a singer back in his day. Yeah, my grandfather actually put out albums back in the 40s and 50s. You know what I'm saying? Generational gifts. Yeah, actually went to film school and I didn't find out I went to film school to 2015, a year or so into my journey. So once once I found out that this is what my grandfather left me to do, it was not, there was no, I had no other choice but to you know, honor his legacy. And, you know, he died early. He died when my mom was 19. So wow. he was in his 30s when he died. So, wow, that's you know, terrible. So, and, and I didn't think that I would live to be in my 30s. So now I'm in my 40s. I, that's why I don't BS, bro. That's mm-hmm. why I don't, I don't have time for the negativity, the nonsense, none of that. I, I'm on a mission and I, I, I got, I, I have to get there or I, I have to at least try to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it, man. You got to have that determination. You got to make that commitment to yourself and you know, priorities, bro. That's yeah. what keep you on track yeah. is priorities, man. Yeah. Because everything that you do, every decision that you make got to be conducive to the mission and to the goals that you have, bro. Absolutely, man. And, and in the journey, your priorities going to change, you know, it, it was, it were things that I had to put to the side that were a priority to me mm-hmm. because I I needed to make this happen for me. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no you doubt. know, once my friend challenged me, and she basically told me I was bullshitting for not acting. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for her because, and I thank God for her uh, influence. If she didn't have any influence in my life, I probably would have told her to shut the fuck up and go home. Like, I know what yeah. I'm doing, you know. But yeah. And a part of me felt like that, but at the same time, it's like we've never had this type of energy, temperature, or dialogue. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, no, no, okay, she's serious. So well, well, there's a time to be yeah. the student and there's a time to be the teacher, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and you man. got to be humble enough to be able to understand which one you need to – you know, apply at the time. Right? Yeah. Picking and choosing your battles in life is Absolutely. very important. I'm, I just thank God that I was humble at that moment to heed her words because she, she, uh, her prophecy, her words to me have been fulfilled. She, mm-hmm. you know, she literally told me, you can go in and be the man. You know what I'm saying? You could go in and do your thing. Like, literally she mm. told me bef- and as as far fetched as i thought it was once i once i uh once she sent me, she she was always sending me auditions and i think that's where the frustration came from her for her to challenge me so uh uh i i wasn't blowing her off i just wasn't going to the auditions and she called me one day and said what, what you doing like you bullshitting I, mm. i'm sending you you need to go and that that following one she sent, I went, and I literally been literally been working ever since. Wow! Yeah, that first play, I got two roles at that audition, a role for that play, and it was challenging because that role was only one scene. One scene. So <clears throat> my thing, I was is forced to commit to it though, memorizing mm-hmm. script. Yeah. I I just I can only imagine like I feel like I could physically play a role, mm-hmm. but to remember the script though mm-hmm. word for word, bro, you know what I'm saying, and I, then be able to because you got to become. Yeah, this I, I like to I like to think of it as a as it's a gift from God. I certainly won't take any credit for it. Uh, God bless me with a impeccable memory. Like it's it's. You got it's scary. It's scary how like my memory go way past remembering scripts. Like mm-hmm. I remember specific things in detail. Like mm-hmm. a lot of my life and a lot of me and my siblings' life. So uh, it's just a, it's a gift. It's a gift and a curse because it's some shit I don't want to remember. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, and, <laughs> and you know what is crazy because in my line of work, you know, I'm a, I'm an outreach worker, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always in the community, mm-hmm. and uh, I go around to a lot of schools and and you know boxing gyms and places like that, sharing my story with the youth. And um, you know, it's just that uh, you know the, the youth, bro. They know, you know, real. You know what I'm saying from from faith. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and uh, I'm I'm never politically correct. You know what I'm saying? In person, it's, they un, they know real from fake. Oh, absolutely. In person, these kids, yeah, they, 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 they can read your, they'll read your ass quick. Yes, ain't sir. Ain't no doubt about it, bro. Yes, sir. No, and, social media is a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they, they oh, kind of yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid on that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, man. What do you think about this? Like, you know, I was gone for 17 years, and when mm-hmm. I come home, bro, it's like technology runs everything. Mm-hmm. This phone here was like the biggest challenge, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, for me when I came home just because I ain't get to grow up in that era, bro. Mm-hmm. I ain't never really been tech savvy. I wasn't even good at video games. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people feel like, you know, it, it did, uh, you know, a disservice, you know what I'm saying, to humanity. But then at the same time, like they had that that jingle that said, you know, the world is at the tip of your fingers. Mm-hmm. And it literally is, you mm-hmm. know. One of my first experiences with the phone is when I came home, I had some homeboys that got out the joint, but they got deported to like Cambodia, Albania, mm-hmm. Mexico. Honduras, just mm. different parts, you know what I'm saying? And I was able to talk to them on the phone, and I thought that was some amazing yeah. shit. You know like the I Jetsons, mean? like we used to take them yeah, out of here back yeah, in the day. no doubt about it. But where do you think it is that society went wrong? You know what I'm saying? Um, it's funny you brought that up because it just go back to what I just said, man. Pretty much everything in life is a gift and a curse. Anything that is presented to the world is somebody's idea. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in, in that sense, 
It's a gift. But in all things, you got to have balance. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the phone is, you're talking about what? Booking flights, hotels, cars. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing mm-hmm. that all day without my phone. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> How? What? You know what I mean? So the gift in it. But, but the curse is, if I lose it, then what? Like, yeah. oh, now I'm really yeah. shit out of luck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't have... A your, way to do nothing. Your everyday you know function. Exactly. That's your so, brain. That's like leaving your brain. Everything's in here. You ain't even exactly. got to remember because your so phone remembers. You have to. You. And you then, have to know when to put that motherfucker down. You have to know when it's consuming too much of your mm-hmm. time. And and again, it's about being productive. So if you, as long as you on there being productive, then have at have at your phone as long as you're awake. But. Just know that in that, you out of tune with what's really going on around you and in real life because you stuck yeah. in a device. You ain't really, sh- you're not sure. You're just sure about what you're seeing and what you're reading. Yeah. You ain't sure about what's happening around you I at just, all. I just remembered that back in the days, they always talked about putting chips in people. You know what I'm saying? To you got keep it track on you. and monitor everybody, and yeah. I, and then I'm like, in a literal sense, they did it. They mm-hmm. might have not physically yeah. put a chip in you, yeah. but who can mm-hmm. function without this thing? Yeah. You know what I'm it's saying? It's on your hip, literally every day, you say, all day. Do, yep. think, talk about. I mean, you got to think about it. Like you got to think about it. It may have been a bright idea back in the day to put a chip in everybody, but you got to think about who the fuck is about to stand in that line. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Yeah, no so doubt they about found it. a smarter way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the pimp system works again, baby. They pimp, <laughs> pimping all over the world all day long, Hell baby. Oh, yeah. You That's why you got to watch it. You got to be careful. Yeah, every yeah. time you bend the corner, they're giving away free phones. You know what I'm saying? For free. Said, iPads, what? tablets, everything. Yeah, we want to keep track of everything you're doing, mm-hmm. everything you're saying, what you're looking for, what you're looking at. Who you talking to? What y'all talking about? Yeah, all that, bro. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the whole world is under surveillance, dog. For real, man. Hey, we we no longer have the right to privacy anymore, bro. No, they, they, We've been stripped they, of that. They showed you that. You know what they do is they they'll intro, they'll they'll show you the way shit gonna be in the movie. That way, everybody feel better about it really happening. <laughs> I know because so many things that have, enemy of the state have happened. Yeah, yeah enemy like, of the state is a prime example. Movies. They refer to the Simpsons and listen, watch this episode and how they talked mm-hmm. about this ten years ago. Yeah. They want to introduce you to the idea so it won't be so outrageous when it actually happens. Yeah, yeah, um, I could tell you something though. Yeah. It's a lot of outrageous shit going on. Bro. Absolutely, you know what I'm absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, you have to have some type of faith, bro, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and a higher power to be able to uh, get through mm-hmm. today, you know what I'm saying, today's society and, and um, you know, all the barriers are broken, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like you can say and do and be what you want to be, whether uh. you right or wrong, you have the right, you know but what the, the, the world that exists belongs to you and only you, even mm-hmm. though we share in the same place I am in my own world while I'm here and I can make the difference and all the difference in my world. And that's change for the better, change for the worse, mm-hmm. all of the above. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's up to us to have some sort of uh, accountability and integrity within like, because that's, Hell that's yeah. where a lot of people losing it. It's like <clears throat> a lot of people just feel like, because this is the way I think I'm right. And nobody's there to force them, you know, or to get them to think differently, you know, without conflict. And who the hell listening to anybody mm-hmm. being disrespectful or being confrontational? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really a space where now we, we you gotta be a you gotta be accountable for for what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. You gotta make sure you're doing way more right than wrong. And we all fuck up, but. You know, at the end of the day, man, it's it's the di- the, the difference that you want to make that start with you. You know what I'm saying? The, the change that you want to see, it all start right here, and it'll change around you as long. You know what I'm saying? It will. I'm a witness. You know what I'm saying? Listen, when when I went through the transition of growth, I went through a growth spurt, bro. It just it just started to happen for me where I started to feel as if I had outgrown my my environment. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I had outgrown it, you know, and in a literal sense. I just, and and I really wasn't prepared for it, but I embraced the transition mm-hmm. and the changes that I was going through mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And then I really had to um, start making adjustments, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and um, you know, I had to start changing the music I listened mm-hmm. to. I had to change the books I was reading. Mm -hmm. I was changing the conversations I was having. Mm -hmm. I was changing the TV shows I was watching. Like changing the activities I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And and I started slowly but surely just taking small steps and making better decisions for myself. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I just got tired of living in that vicious cycle of just Mm -hmm. being stagnant and and feeling like what I was was what I was always supposed to be just because Mm -hmm. that's what I was always taught. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And once Mm -hmm. I started going through this spiritual growth, bro, I had to really go back to childhood. You know what I'm saying? And learn to make peace. You know what I'm saying? With everything I had endured from childhood to adolescence Mm -hmm. to adulthood. And not only that, but, you know, learn how to forgive myself self and others you know how they say you know uh you know um god forgives those who trespass against me as is i you know if i've tr- trespassed against mm-hmm. others you know what i mean and um you know that's 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 really huge because it's a lot of people living with resentment every day you know and passion yeah, and passing sure. on a baggage of trauma to the fir- to the next generations you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and um and and people are are born into wars that they don't even know what it's about you know? Born into wars. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, so I just think that once you start learning about, you know, life and understanding the way the world works and then starting to understand how you work, you know what I'm saying? I say it all the time, like we live in such a bloodthirsty society where everybody's about feeding the flesh. Everybody eat with their eyes, you know what I'm saying? But there's just mm-hmm. a lack of effort in people that who, you know, who really get to know themselves. I say, you know, people could tell you more about somebody else's life than they could tell you about their own. You know what I'm saying? For damn sure. And, and uh, you know, it's a beautiful journey once you, once you get to know who you are, once you get to look in the mirror and you get to see yourself for who you are mm-hmm. and what you are, and you start to hold yourself accountable for the decisions that you make, for better or for worse, you know what I'm saying, and, and start doing a lot of inventory, you know, because everything that our parents taught us wasn't correct. You know, and and a lot of people justified their behavior because their mothers and fathers and the elders taught them that. But you know what? They was only living the life that they was given and living according to the way they were taught. And it doesn't mean that it was correct. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And, um, you know, that's one thing that prison will teach you is accountability. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You're going to learn today. Your ass in there by your goddamn self. Yes, sir. You know, it's crazy, bro, that I met you and I met your brother both in the same week, dog, and mm-hmm. didn't even know that you guys was related, you know. And uh, ever since then, it's been, you know, a, a dope experience. Um, you know, I, I met your brother just at a photo shoot. Uh, shout out to Serenity Atkinson and uh, Serenity's Helping Hands. Uh, they was doing a photo shoot at Hart Plaza, and they called me like, hey, you want to come in? They was like trick tricks gonna be there i was like damn for real that's dope mm-hmm. so when i seen him i greeted him like what's up it's nice to meet the mayor you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah and then you know meeting you i'm like damn that's dope and then just to see how you guys got it in the bloodline to just be productive to be positive to be creative to put shit in motion mm-hmm. and to be um and to be influential uh-huh. you know uh, my, my 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 parents uh just set an example she we just weren't just not lazy people, you know. You go get up and do something, clean up, go somewhere, do something. I figure it out, you know. Uh, you know, even if you get up and get out and don't be doing shit all day, you ain't finna be sitting around the house all day, you know. <laughs> so you know, my my mom hustled her ass off. My father worked and DJed on the weekends, so and we traveled and just you know we, we learned a lot. And uh, just kind of learn to stick together all at the same time because it was it was it was tough coming up, you know, with our parents separating. But you know, my mom just stressed, you need to stay together. This all these these the only people you got, like these folks right here. So, um, just, you know, just to stay close and you know, uh, we all I believe we all influence each other in a in a in a positive way as 
you know, it's just, yeah, those are my siblings, for real. I don't look at them like nothing else, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about <laughs> it. I know, you know, the big scary bad guy, boogeyman, everybody else. <laughs> my older brother, he crazy as hell. <laughs> no, that's dope, man. But he stay building, he stay networking, man. He stay in motion. Mm-hmm. And that's really yeah, dope, yeah. man. I love it, bro. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about all the roles that you play in the filming industry, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, all your titles, all the positions, all the responsibilities you got. Like, let's talk about the challenges of it and the rewards of it. Oh, man. Cause I, so you're an actor. How long is the show? No, <laughs> uh, um, to be honest, bro, I love it so much. I love the challenges of it. The only challenging part that I don't enjoy is the, you know, um, just kind of the nonsense in the industry, you know, how people change around you, you know what I'm saying? Because of, you know, because of everything that's going on around it's, it's but I can't control what nobody do so, or say, or think, so, I can only, you know, that's the only part of it that's a drag, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you try to, you ain't never going to have no peace, bro. I mean, if you, and, and if you really look at it, like, anytime there's success, anytime that anything is successful, you know, it's just going to be a fallout from it. You know, everybody want they slice of the pie. Uh, we all, we live in an entitled society, so I get it how people, you know, get caught up, but, I mean... Other than that, man, it, the challenges of it, you know, are, you know, um, it's all about your preparation, man. Okay. You know, you kind of got to foresee challenges when you, you know, when you're producing and, you you know, when you're creating your own film. I've been on so many sets as an actor and kind of, you know, I've been watching the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I learned on the job. The only person I really bothered for information was Kamal Smith. You know, a few times on set, I was just asking little questions here and there. And then, you know, uh, one day I I called him. I said, I want to trail you on set. And he was like, for what? You know what you're doing? I'm like, okay. I guess, you, <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> and, you know, he, he was right. What's you know the what most challenging role that you've had to play so far? Mm. I you know any role where I got to get naked and have sex like I mm. I don't you know I'm I'm a personal personable person like so I okay. really like you know in in that mode in real life I'm really a personal person so okay you know <laughs> yeah it's very I mean, personal yeah, yeah, it, the movies yeah. are very personal yeah yeah so you know that that part of it is awkward but. Uh, other than that, man, I'm really um, uh, maybe the environment or the climate might be the most challenging thing, but okay. n- not necessarily the role or getting into the the mind of the character or the you know I, I've filmed in 18 below weather, getting hit by cars repeatedly. Damn! Oh my I, goodness! Yeah, man, I I had borderline COVID on the set of Born Cursed. Running through the junkyard, screaming in the cold. I didn't have COVID, but I sure thought it. I sure <laughs> swore I did. By, by God, I swore I did. I'm feeling terrible. You know, just 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 little circumstance, little stuff that happened like that. But other than that, man, I absolutely love what I do. As long as we on set and we being productive and it's a good flow and everybody moving and we, you know what I'm saying? I'm in I'm in heaven, whether I'm acting or directing or whatever what characters have you been able to relate to personally what characters that you've had to play like was like like relatable to you in real life yeah it's a piece of me and all these dudes man Mm -hmm. it is it's a piece of me and all these dudes dear future husband sean Lindsay. uh i've had my heart broken so many times um uh, I, I believe that men get such a bad rap for being liars when women are equal 
equal the liars <laughs> and even bigger liars. So, you know, I've worn the hats of all those. I've been the security guard in the club like the Dirty D. I've sold drugs like uh, <clears throat> so many of my characters. I've mm-hmm. shot at people like so many of my characters. So it's like, I, you know, I, I come from a... Yeah, I come from the thick of it. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, it's a badge of honor, and they like to brag about it. I'm just happy I made it out of that stupid shit. What part of town did you grow up in? West Side, Seven Mile. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, that's the West Side capital. Seven Mile, yeah, Seven Mile, Wyoming. We, We grew up in a nice, the neighborhood was nice at first, so they told me. So like we we moved uh, over there in '79, the year I was born, and uh, like I said, my father had a, a good ass job, and my mm-hmm. mom was stay at home, wear the apron, bake the cookies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it is not one day it changed. Like over, like as my brother and his friends was getting older, the neighborhood just stopped being so pleasant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of motherfuckers just doing. Shit, breaking in houses, they getting in the shootouts, they fighting with the, the sconies, they shooting, you know what I'm saying? Then the crack came, and then that was all she fucking wrote. Yeah, definitely. That was all she fucking wrote. So that big, it's, it's still a pretty neighborhood to this day, but crack tore that motherfucker down. And that literally changed, all that of my friends, the way of life across America. all of my friends started selling crack. And all their ass got killed before we was 30. I wonder who made the first rock. Who cooked the first motherfucking rock? Uh, who came Rick up with Freeway, this shit? Freeway Ricky Ross. Get the fuck Directed out of here. Directed by the CIA. Holy shit. Look it up. See it. The and CIA brought the cocaine. CIA brought that The CIA, the government-funded folks, brought that dope to the West Coast. Just say no In floods like that. Because it, it was always here. Cocaine was literally like like weed is now. Yeah, they used to be in the club. I got my parents got pictures, dozens and dozens of pictures where they chilling, cabaret party, and it's lines on the table. <laughs> so I'm saying it was socially accepted yeah, it back was the then. Way of life. Yeah, yeah and it, definitely. It's, it's the of course it's the government. Yeah. The way the government flipped that shit, like uh, yeah, yeah, because it took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Like you know, me growing up, I've been around all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And they li- literally, and it was a party. Tra- they trapped niggas. But then when you literally put us in the trap, it, all of a sudden it becomes something else and turns you into something else. And, and how about that? How about you dilute it and make it less potent than what what form it come in? You get more fucking time for it. Crazy. You cut it with the baking soda and cook it. You get more time for that than the actual pure form of it. <laughs> That's crazy, yo. That ain't crazy. That's the way they fucking designed it. It was a trap. And she and so many people fell into it both ways. Man, that shit You either sold, sold, sold it and went to jail or got killed or you smoked it and fucked your life up and your family and your neighborhood right around, right around with you. The yeah. whole shit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, I watched that shit unfold. You know, people I, who was friends was now shooting at each other and killing each other for these for this shit. I know, man. For the power of it, to 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 the power to sell it, the power to smoke it, the power to the territory. But they learned that territory shit in history class. Let me ask you this: <laughs> How impactful do you think that the movie Scarface was? You know, on on urban communities, bro. Mm, it, listen, man. Everybody wanted yeah, to be Tony yeah, Montana. Yeah, it, it, it was it was it was the uh, it was how the story was told. Like literally, to literally somebody who had nothing. This nigga was washing dishes mm-hmm. and met the plug. Yup. That's a fantasy in itself, right there. That's mm-hmm. not real, right there in itself. That sold you a whole facade but at that point motherfuckers was trying to find cocaine and it wasn't hard to find because it was everywhere <laughs> it was literally everywhere the whole 60s and 70s yep, people was snorting that shit they was putting it in a pop they used to sell it in the pharmacy yeah yeah definitely yup yup coca-cola baby that's how they kept everybody working. Hey, that's how they built the industry. Hey, see, they fix and change the rules in the middle of the game all the time. It's just 
When are you playing? I know, man. Well, I, I, I feel when are you like, playing? <laughs> you know, I, I used to live in River Rouge, man, you know. Ooh. And, uh, you know, and, and I used to, me and my mom used to have the bows. We used to sell the weed. Our house was always getting raided. I was always in jail for this shit. And then I come home 17 years later, and they got 15 motherfucking dispensaries up and down Jefferson. Everybody selling motherfucking weed. I'm Change like, dog, this is some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Society one day says it's bad, and then the next day they say it's okay. You know? Well, see, here go the thing. It, weed was a problem when the pills wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they had to pick the pick the pick the worst. The, you know they were gonna get paid off all the shit. You know, but at the end of the day, those pills was doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was it was killing the lobbyist children. You know what I'm saying? It was killing the rich folks, family members. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, the, yeah. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the yeah. urban community dying on pills. Yeah, addiction it was, didn't discriminate yeah, to nobody. Yeah, exactly. Man. Especially, the, especially Doctors, that pill attorneys, addiction. You know, everybody. That's what I'm saying. Especially the pill addiction. It was so American they had cup of coffee. Yeah, they that was American cup of coffee. Way, the legit way to treat people medically, TAC, and not all the other dope and bullshit that destroy your body the instant you start taking it. And that's legal. It's still legal. It's still legal. All that shit. Still legal. And they making new dope every day to sell legally. Yeah. It's a tricky system, brother. But you know what's crazy, though, bro? It's (laughs) It's like. Tricky system, brother. You know, I'm sure, man, people all across. Snorkeling in the mic. (laughs) Allergies going crazy. My bad. People across the states, bro, have witnessed, you know, the pandemic of drug addiction. And um, I mean, every every couple of days you see f- Facebook and you see an obituary and, you know, someone pa- passed away, somebody OD'd and and everybody knows what's in these drugs. You know what I'm saying? And they still do it. You know, they still do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, how do you get, you know, a, a, a society of people to raise their morale and raise their standards? And learn how to appreciate life and respect life. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was kind of kind of go back to what you were saying, bro. Earlier, like kids born in the wars, like it's kids that it's kids born every day, depending on drugs, and they won't know it until they take them. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Like some of us are literally born extreme addicts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just depends on where you channel your addiction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some people, yeah, some people can't stop fucking playing with themselves and jacking off all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the ex- that's the extreme addiction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people got to get high. Some people jump off of fucking buildings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Easy. I feel like it's all unproductive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's about Man, it's about accountability, man. You got to, you, you know, a lot of drug addicts blame, you know, they want they blame people, you mm-hmm. know, for everything that's going on. But but are we expecting drug addicts to have accountability? No. So, you know, it's just kind of about being a community of people to try to influence people to do right. And you can't do that unless you're doing right. So you can't be, you know what I'm saying? halfway with it you can't be in the gray with it when you're trying to help people you got to be pure, you got to be pure white even if you're not pure white none of us are pure white mm-hmm. but at the end of the day when you're doing right on another level people gonna try to tear you down you know what oh, I'm yeah, so you gotta be, you can be gotta doing be everything right you gotta keep it spotless bro. To say about you it. gotta keep it spotless you have to be that example so people can't say oh he you know what I mean? He he do this and yeah, that. But you, you have know? to be that ex, that example in its entirety, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That means that you got to be the 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 better person. You mm-hmm. have to be the one to walk mm-hmm. away. You have to be the one to show and exercise mm-hmm. strength every day. You know what I'm saying? Instead of you know, you have to be the one to bite your tongue. You know, it's because, not easy. It's all you know, it's, it's all a balance, bro. Yeah. It's all a balance, but it's all a part of being accountable and self aware. You got to be aware of your own self. You know, your surroundings is cool. But if you're not aware of yourself, then your, your being aware of your surroundings ain't going to do you no good because you don't know yourself well enough to respond in these surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, again, it all go back to self, bro. It all go back to self. 
Yeah, and once you reach that point, man, life starts to get a little bit more simpler, man. Everything starts to really make sense. Once I started to really do a lot of soul search, a lot of inventory, and really mm-hmm. got to discovering myself, you know, I started realizing that everything that I had endured, all the things that I had mm-hmm. went through, it, it, there was purpose behind it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and even today when I go to schools and, you know, I talk to the youth or even other staff members and churches and college students mm-hmm. and I'm sharing my stories, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, that that's where accountability came from for me. That was the transition mm-hmm. because a lot of times we grow up with that victim mentality because we're, you know, you know, the systems. She happened us. to us. We're against. Yeah, ourselves. she happens to you us. Know yeah, what I'm but saying? At, the, at the end of the day, you you. You have to take accountability for where you at, who you with, who, how, all that shit. Mm-hmm. What, what made you, you who you were, who how know, you are. You got yeah. people who know better but don't show better. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Operating in the gray area, it's a lot of people comfortable in the gray. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it it make you know it makes sense to be able to operate in the gray, but. We we had to we have to start doing what's right. Mm-hmm. We have to. Or we gonna there's already a bunch of godless people out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we don't start if 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 somebody don't set the example of what like cause who who's the example? Politicians? No. Preachers? Hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who who's the example? Like who? You know what's crazy, bro, is when I was in the joint, and, and I, I, I refer to the joint a lot because I spent so long in there, you know hell what I'm yeah. saying? 17, but I learned a lot. Of, I grew a lot yeah. in there, you hell know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I used to, I everybody was in this walking dead phase where everybody was crazy mm. about the walking dead. And uh, one day I sat there, they had a walking dead uh, a marathon, and I just sat there and watched it all day. And. I was like, damn, this shit's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody had to be very creative, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, to come up with a whole scenario like this. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and I'm seeing this kind of shit in real life. You know what I'm saying? With addiction, with homeless people. Like people are like, eh, eh, eh. I'm like, real what life zombies. in the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, real life zombies. Yes, sir. They really made this shit real life, bro. I tell you, they introduced some shit to you on TV so it'll be, so be okay in real life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real life. Yeah, yeah I know, man. It's hard to say. You like, damn, I don't even know what to say. You know, you, you got to stand you strong in your faith, uh, man, and and live by higher standards and have a higher morale and a my, good value system, my, man. Michael Jackson say, "I'm starting with the man in the mirror." <laughs> <laughs> That's it, though. Yeah. That's it for sure, man. So, um. Let me ask you this. Uh, you got a karate movie. <laughs> you got a karate movie, dog. Yeah, I love karate man. movies. I grew up yeah, watching the shit man. like Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, But yours is really unique, man. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> me and my buddy Dominic. Uh, one day, I'm not sure what film premiere we were on the way to, but um, we were talking about just doing something funny and you know doing a comedy and uh it just it, the idea just kind of sprang from there that we would just uh make a movie about some over the top characters who swear they know karate <laughs> so I, you know and we joked about it you know in the car just kind of like we didn't create any definite characters that made it to the movie but uh, the idea was brought brought about right there and then i was just i just kept kept pounding that in i said you know what yeah um uh, it's time to, it's time it. to do one you put yeah, it in it's motion time to do it. yeah it's time to do it and we did it man and what's the uh, name of that movie master dragon master dragon master dragon yep yeah. Yeah, it's a uh fa- it's a little language in there but you know kids hear language it's it language is the is the uh it's not the worst thing they forcing on kids nowadays so uh, oh, it's a man. little language it's not too you know it's not too vulgar so or too yeah, yeah 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 it's you know okay. it's like you know what, what the fuck 
Yeah, it ain't, it ain't yeah. you know, nobody said fuck you or nothing like that, you yeah. know. So it's like, it's nothing so derogatory. Like, like the Chinese movies when you're. Uh, there will, yeah, there will be some overdubs and ad libs for sure. Okay. Yes, it's a lot, lot of That's action, a lot of jokes, a lot of, lot of, it's, it's, it's a, a, a funny comedy, man. It is. I love it, it man. is, That's yeah. Dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud because it's, you know, we come from. You know, it's a lot of, lot of, lot of street movies, a lot of, and my daughter asked me last year when I was going to make something that she could watch. So I said, okay, I got you. Just let me get through this first one. And then here we are. Yeah. And the cool part, she actually has a chance to be in the movie. So damn. Yeah. Yeah. So I just recently seen on Instagram, you and Dominic was with Snoop Dogg, bro. Like I was like, what the fuck? That's some epic ass shit, like oh, with yeah. Snoop Dogg, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's the big homie. That's dope, dog. Um, we uh, just real quick, uh, he was actually in in Detroit a few weeks before that, and you know, of course, me and bro pulled up on him. Like, like that's 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 like our family. Like that's somebody we we see whenever he come or whenever we in the vicinity with each other. You know what I'm saying? We link up with dog, like he, you know that's fam. So I love um, it, dog. That's sweet, man. Uh, uh, conveniently for us, you know, I've been on the phone with some people about doing some appearances and you know some work in Huntsville, and uh, Snoop just so happened to be down there. So, uh, um, was it the Ice Cube concert? Yeah, the Ice Cube concert was. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was that Sunday. And the Snoop Dogg concert was that Tuesday. And uh, we performed, you know, we performed with the band on the Ice Cube concert. And I, you made it after the show, did you? Oh, no, you got a chance. To, he got a chance to see Cube perform. And he was like, man, I want to see. Yeah, I said, Gia, let's go. And I said, we got some business in Huntsville anyway. So went down there to kill two birds, one stone, took care of the business. Pulled up on dog and actually literally got a million dollars worth of game for free. So it was, Damn. it was, it was a, it was, dope, a huge ble- it was a huge blessing. It was a huge blessing. Epic experience. Yeah, man. that's because I I get to kick it with him all the time. I've been to his house for crying out loud. So you know what? I man? got a chance to chop it up with him before. You know, he, we talk about sports, we talk about all kind of shit. But this time, it was just a little more of you know, this is his first show in Huntsville, Alabama. His first ever show. He they've been all over Alabama. And and you know, so we got a chance to be a part of a, a historic show. So his after set wasn't that busy. So it wasn't so many people coming in to take pictures and meet him and all that. So, you know, we actually got a chance to just sit there and literally for an hour. Just chill. Hour straight. He no hour, he gave us an hour straight worth of game. Damn, that's dope. Hour straight. That was a blessing. It was a huge blessing. Yes. And 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 you gotta you gotta really appreciate when they break bread like that. You know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> it's a lot of people out there, bro, who don't like to break bread of knowledge, and they don't mm-hmm. like to give people the game because they feel like that's the only thing that that separate them from everybody else. You know, I always felt like everything I went through was for a reason. It was for a purpose, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just for me. Sometimes some of the things that I endured was for the experience and to pass on the knowledge to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I mean, you had to look at it in its simplest form, man. God didn't bless you to not be a testimony. Mm-hmm. God didn't, God, you don't, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's not how it works. They you say know God saying? worked you supposed, people You're people. supposed to share knowledge. You're supposed to share knowledge, bro. Mm-hmm. You are. I don't know who started not doing it or why, but it's your it's your obligation to when you learn something of value to teach it to the people who who are influenced by you. Yeah, or or you com- you completely distorting <clears throat> inf- or messing up the game. There ain't no other way around it, bro. Yeah, it's, it's your, all about the legacy. It's your responsibility to share game, bro. Yeah, not necessarily with everybody because everybody, everybody not willing and, and accepting of the game. You can't just mm-hmm. tell you. You got to know who who willing to listen and who willing to take what you say and go with it. 
Yeah. A motherfucker tell you they want the game, they just be shucking and jiving. You know, nah, you you know when somebody, you know what I'm saying? You you know when to get when to give it. And when when you give it, you give it in full. No doubt about it. So let me ask you this. How easy is it, like, when you come up, you know, with an idea and then you say, you know what, I'm about to put it in motion. I'm about to have this movie. Now you got to pick actors and actresses. Like, how easy or hard is that? You know what I'm saying? Do you stick with the same people? Do you do you, uh, do you reach out to other people? Do they reach out to you? How does it go? I ch- I ch- um, <clears throat> excuse me. With Undying Love, because that was my first movie, I kind of just wanted to handpick everything. I didn't want any surprises. I didn't. I want. I wanted to employ everybody I had seen work. You know what I'm saying? There's only a couple people in that movie that I had never seen work or been around, but they got pretty strong vouchers from somebody very credible to where I said, "Okay, bring them on." That's who I need. You know what I'm saying? So. It, that was just more of a strategic plan. Um, <clears throat> moving forward, I, I'm always handpick, you know, for certain roles because when you, you know, you have to protect the integrity of your film with the quality uh, entertainer, male or female. You have to. So, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to giving out a role to somebody to come in the audition, a lead mm-hmm. role, but. You literally gonna have to take my socks out the door with you, like literally. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to see something I've never seen. And actually, we've seen that from a little girl, Alea, and I've literally tried to put her in everything I've I've made just based off of the fact that she came to the audition and literally blew us out the water. Wow! And so that's dope. That type of stuff, you know, your work speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to, you know, feel like. People resumes lead the way for them. So you want to give the talent of the independent industry because I'm actually calling some people from Atlanta and Cleveland to be in this uh, this next movie, White Lies. So okay. it's just really based off of who I work with, who I'm comfortable with. Because on, at the end of the day, on set, it's a it's a creative, but it's a uh, it's a volatile environment. So at any moment, something could go wrong. Something could go bad. Somebody mm-hmm. could have a problem. It could be. So you want to keep it, keep it to the people. You know how they gonna handle those type of things. So. Yeah. How hard is it for you to get emotional during a scene? Um. It's not easy. But if I really, if I'm really just thinking about what's happening, if I got, you know, if I have to, I can get in there. But mm-hmm. you know. They don't ask me to get emotional a lot on camera, but if I have to, I can't. If if if, if they're not crocodile tears, I can make it seem like I'm <laughs> like I can make it seem like I'm sobbing or yeah, I'm, no or I'm crying. Yeah. What kind of role would you like to play? I want to be the Black Panther. The Black Panther. I want to be T'Challa's long lost brother or stepbrother or illegitimate brother. Put it something. out there. Yeah, I'm, I have been, man. I, it was like a little little secret thing of mine before. I said, you know what? I'm going to just start saying it out loud. So That's when it happened. Yeah, say it out loud, When it happened, bro, people real. would say, damn it, he was saying that shit. So you I'm know, literally. Right, right here on the El Nino I podcast. I've literally been in shit. the gym trying to, you know, I got bullets in my back. So I can't really go ridiculously hard at the gym. So. Damn. I've been in the gym just trying to prepare my body for the opportunity. Hopefully, it comes. Well, damn, bro. Thank God you're still with us, bro. And hey, man, I got emotion. a testimony, brother. Damn, no doubt about it, bro. testimony, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, thank God, man. You pulled through that shit, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, you know, it's just, it's it just, you know, it's it's just sad, bro. You know, I, I, um, you know, I work for Six Fire Detroit, so... I don't just be in Southwest. I'm on mm. the East. I'm on the West. Mm. Uh, you know, shout out to my man, Kurt McGirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The rest of the team, man. But, um, you know, we we, uh, we 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 talk to the youth, man. We talk to them. And, I mean, they're 14, 15, 16, bro. They've been shot two, three, four different times already, bro. And I'm like, damn, dog. Like, that shit's a life-changing experience. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, some people learn from it. And, but I see the majority, they glorify that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's um, it's a tricky situation, bro, because 
I got shot by the police, but nonetheless, I got shot. Yeah. And in those moments, you know, right before surgery is when I had to think about, am I going to fucking die or not? Mm-hmm. And the fucked up part was I really thought it was, you know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. fucked up part. I I pretty much was accepting that this was the end, even though I didn't feel like it was the end. Mm-hmm. Like I was in pain and all of that, but. Did anything, regrets of anything or things that you should have did or wanted to do flash? No, I told you? the lady, I told the, told the nurse to tell my family and my, my lady I love her. And she said, no, you're going to be able to tell them yourself. And I, I appreciate her for those reassuring <laughs> words, but Hell I really yeah. wasn't sure. You know what yeah. yeah no I hit twice it. in the chest and once in the stomach. So it's like. Wow. I shit, we don't know. That sounds good, lady. Mm-hmm. But shit, I see you when when yeah, yeah. when the lights come it's on. Easier you know what said I'm saying? Than done. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. man, and that's that's just the the sad part of the you know as a as a black man or minority man. You know, they really show us throughout the course of our young our our youth and through adolescence. That your life don't really mean shit. They desensitize us. Mm-hmm. They show us all type of images. Uh, they glory the main system glorify a certain type of energy. You know, it's a lot of popular rappers that do nothing but talk about killing motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I was gonna that ask don't you help. What? That don't help, bro. You know, we can't. You can't blame music, but at the same time, if music influence you to be sad. If it's a sad song, if music influence you to fuck when you you know when a, when that tune come on, you be like, hey baby, what's up? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So music can it, music can influence you to do stupid shit as well. So mm. we got to recognize the power of what's coming over the airways, and not only that, what's being chanted and repeated. You know what I'm saying? What we say is what the universe understand. You know what I'm saying? What we what what come out of our mouth, the universe interpret as, all right, this what this motherfucker want. I mean, not motherfucker, but you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, we speak life. You know what I'm saying? So if you constantly rapping about that, you know what I'm saying, that that and that, it, that's, that's that shit gonna consume you. It will. Or or just that just that mindset, it'll consume you. You know what I'm saying? It, not it necessarily just, saying motherfuckers that listen to the songs gonna go out and shoot motherfuckers but there is an influence in the air because these kids is modeling themselves mm-hmm. after these people and, and not only that but they feel like in order to be successful it's necessary to have ops to have enemies you know what i'm saying like i don't think that's really necessary i think you can- uh, to be honest i think we as all people um minority um i think we all need to take a step back and realize who the enemy really is there is an enemy there is an op but we're not making him number one on the list so that's the confusing part you know yeah. When a motherfucker could constantly slap you in your face, spit on you, kick you in your ass, spin you around, kick you in your ass again, mm-hmm. slap you in the back of the head, turn you around, slap you in the face, spit in your face, mush your face, and then you would be cool with that. But let a motherfucker look at you wrong from your own race. You feel me? Yeah. You ready to slaughter his ass. Because that's yeah. what we've been taught. We've been taught to hate niggas our whole life. Mm-hmm. The brown ones and the black ones. You feel me? We've been no, taught definitely. been taught our lives don't matter. So that's why we can easily just with each other and not with them. Cause you know what I'm saying? Because I believe in their households, they taught we the enemy. They very clear <clears throat> on who the enemy is on their side. We won't. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying declare war, but at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You need to know your opponent. You need to know what your opponent got up his sleeve. And we not we don't care shit about that because we too busy glorifying a whole bunch of stupid shit that's detrimental to I think more our now, community. See, I think more now than ever, though, I see more mixed breeds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I always said like the the way to truly break racism mm-hmm. is just to breed with each yeah. other. And you know, like I said, bro, being gone, mm-hmm. you know, seventeen years, that's damn near two decades. A mm-hmm. lot a lot changed, you know what I'm saying? And coming home and I was like, damn, you know, one of my first the first uh job was to be a youth mentor, mm-hmm. you know? And I automatically assumed that the youth of today were mm-hmm. like the youth when I was when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was absolutely wrong, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because today's the generations of youth, they had different struggles, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And there was a time when I said, you know what, now is not my time to teach. My Now is the time for me to be the student. <laughs> so instead of talking, I would listen, listen. to them. Yeah. The only way I was able to assist them and advise them and guide them was to be able to listen and understand what it is that mm-hmm. they're going through. Yeah. You know, in Southwest, we got a big, huge community of undocumented families. You know what I'm saying? We have kids that come to our programs whose parents have been uh, deported. You know what I'm saying? They're living with aunts and uncles and neighbors and cousins and, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's challenging, you know, and then the things that, you know, that are so common and too common in our communities is witnessing domestic violence and sex abuse and physical abuse and drug abuse and alcohol abuse and all the shit that comes with the shit, you know? And it's like, how do we change the culture of violence? How do we change the moral and the standards in which we live instead of just accepting it as a social norm just because we're used to it, you know? Um, I feel like there are still good people mm-hmm. absolutely you know they're just kind of hidden Shit. in the in I'm the in the balance you know we, what i mean we, we some of I, them. I believe they overwhelm us with ignorant shit and a bunch of stupid ass news and a bunch of irrelevant stuff that don't mean nothing and, and i think that's just all a uh a tool to just crush hope you know it's still a lot of good people out here and those people just had to be <laughs> more vocal, more, more, you know, more active and doing good. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. simple, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah, you no know, fit, you know, you feel good when you give. You know what I'm saying? If you oh, yeah, giving absolutely. from the heart and not from, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. a from a position to where you want people to see you give. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, you it feels good to help somebody who need help, you know what I'm saying? But that's only if you got a good heart. You know, a lot of people claim, you know, you always hear people say, oh, I got a good heart, I got a good heart, and people always take advantage of you. Well, you know, you gotta understand, you got a good heart, then it's it's kinda Mm -hmm. like your job to spread that. It's your job to, you know, give, show other people that there are Good hearted people. Now, definitely don't let nobody take advantage of you because at that point, it's your fault. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about you, you it. Have, you have to be aware of your gift and learn how to balance it. But it is yeah. one of the downfalls of being a good person, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, you get fucked over a lot and you get mm-hmm. fucked over by the people that you trust the most, the people mm-hmm. who are closest to you. They're mm-hmm. the first ones to disappoint you, mm-hmm. to betray you, to. You know, all that shit, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, there was a point in my life where I resented my own heart. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, Mm -mm. I don't want to be good. You know what I'm saying? Because I get fucked over being good. Mm -hmm. I see people who don't give a shit about nobody. They got everything. You know, people don't even try them. You know what I'm saying? But why you want to try a good motherfucker with a good heart? You know what I'm saying? Because it's people that prey on that. That's all. Mm -hmm. Shit, imagine. And you can't penalize the people that need your good heart. For the people that you know, what I'm saying God, put, God put that good heart on, in you mm-hmm. and on you for a reason. Prison and is not the place to have a good heart. I nah, tell you that, bro. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what no. I'm saying. <laughs> no, don't don't sound like a I, good combination. I had, I had to learn how to get my no game up, man, because yeah. I was always used to saying yes. You know what I'm saying. I went in there, bro. After after a year or so, motherfuckers didn't even have the decency to say thank you anymore, bro. Just expecting like, you to do it, yeah. Because you I was always like, no, do this it. shit yeah. got to change, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you know people people measure yeah. your kindness as if it's you soft or you weak or you know what I'm saying, shit like and, that. And, and pe- people people aren't very grateful either. So you know it's kind of 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, man. After after you know being gone, you know, I, one thing I learned is you never know what you got till you ain't got it mm-hmm. no more. You know, when you go to the joint, bro, they take every motherfucking mm-hmm. thing: your socks, your drawers, your dignity, and your name. They don't even call you by your name no more. They call you by a number. You know what I'm saying? So being able to come home and shake hands and network and be recognized and acknowledged as a man by my name and all that good shit yeah. it's a privilege man you know yeah. at the end of the day and like you said it always starts with you you know we all given a life it's about what you do with yeah, it bro man. and the best part about it is god only made one of you <laughs> he only made one of you that's the best thing about you mm-hmm. he made you you and nobody else. <laughs> so be great, motherfucker. Yeah, there it is right there. That's the way to close it out, <laughs> be man. Great, be great, motherfucker. Be great, motherfucker, be for great, sure, motherfucker. man. Do good and be great, motherfucker. Man, shout out to my bro Zoe at LA Landscaping. Shout out to my man Danny Reyna at uh, DNR Construction Company. Shout out to my man Edward Martell, hashtag Mr. Not Guilty. And, uh, you know, to everybody showing love. And, uh, you know... Let them know where they can find you, man. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook, Kamel Hassan, K-A-A-M-E-L-H-A-S-A-U-N. Uh, that's pretty much it for social media. Um, Kamel Hassan Booking, if you're interested in booking me for appearances or events or to come act, direct, write, produce, whatever. Multitask, bro. Yeah, man. God That's is tough, awesome, man. brother. Yo, God is awesome. You, man. you got many tools, man. God is awesome, but brother. But there it is, man. Tap in with him, man. It's my man Diesel. You know what I'm saying? He 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 got motion right now, baby. Gonna major keep on, motion. Gonna keep on creating, man. Shout out to my man Dominic Ovando. Let's say. El Nino Pac. Major motion. Like That's sure, man. And it got me upset. Living in that very American dream. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.